Three, two, one. one. Hello, and welcome back to Smart Fellows Filmcast. I'm your host, good old Justin, and this is my co-host. I'm, I usually, I usually introduce myself as the co-host. I don't care, we're going with it! Fuck you! Hello, and welcome back to Smart Fellows Filmcast. I'm your host, Justin Boyles. I'm your co-host, Elliot Boxel. And today... We will be we're... reviewing... Shrek 1! A bunch of memes in this, it's a lot of fantasy stuff in this, it's gonna be, it's it's a decent movie, Let, let's let's get on. So first off, tell me the actors of the same, tell, tell me the people. The directors are Andrew Adamson, who's also known for doing Chronicles of Narnia, and Vicky Jensen, oh, no away. idea who she is, I apologize. Mainly <laughs> the the main people who are in it is Shrek, also known as Mike Myers. Donkey, played mm-hmm. by Eddie Murphy, Princess Fiona, played by Cameron Diaz, and Lord Farquaad, played by John Lithgow. Played by Markiplier, Mark Edward Fishbach. And the basic plot for Shrek is... It's when a Greedo... fantasy. Yeah, it's, it's a fantasy, yes. So, so we, let's, let's get it started. We get it started, like, in the kingdom of high fantasy, right? That's what they call it? The kingdom of far, far away. The kingdom, kingdom of far, of far away. So we and, start off in the kingdom of far, far away, and we got your boy Shrek, great, big green ogre man. You know, he's he's just chilling. He's reading some good literature, and then it's like, huh? It's actually trash. He rips out a page. Son of body wants something that he just, you know, you got it. So it goes through like he tortures some some dudes. He scares some humans. He eats some disgusting stuff because quote unquote he's a disgusting ogre, and then something happens. There's fairy tale creatures in the kingdom of far, far away, and they seem to be sold into slavery. Well, not sold into slavery, but just sold to somebody that's caught them basically into slavery. So eventually, there's a talking donkey, but the donkey just kind of, kind of just is, exists in the starting thing until uh, some old lady does some dumb garbage to him, and he's like, "Actually, I'ma head out," and then he heads out. But he's get he gets chased halfway through by like a, a group of men. But this group of men ain't anything to Shrek. He bodies them. And then... Then, so what happens is... Um, Donkey just follows Shrek to a swamp. Shrek's kind of annoyed by Donkey never shutting up. He's just there. He's being technically an ass. Because, ha, he's a donkey. It makes sense, right? Ha, 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 That's funny joke. Damn, bro. You had the whole squad laughing. So, what then happens is... One night... Well, that's the same night that um, that Donkey, you know, stays the night at the swamp. Hmm. Shrek is just about to have some dinner. He's got like, he's, he took some earwax from his ear, made a whole it was a whole candlelit dinner. But then he, he gets disturbed by what seems to be three chubby little mice. It seems to be the entire squad. So they all like just go they they roll squad deep into his house into his territory, and they're like at least. 300 to 400 creatures, all different in some fashion, or, unless they, like, stick with their kind, but, like, it, it's a wild variety of creatures, and then, like, oh, we, we need here, Lord Farquaad said something, like, who is this Lord Farquaad, then he gives, like, this huge speech telling them to, to go, like, stop doing this, but then they, they misinterpret, like, oh, this is a motivational speech, and then they, they boost Shrek, and he's like, fine, I'll go, fine. I'll, I'll, make a meme. I'll, I'll fine. do it myself, I'll just do it myself, so he takes Donkey along, and he he goes on a mission, and uh, during this they uh they get to the capital of what is this town's name? The town of Dulak, where town of Dulak, where, where everything Lord is Farquaad. Lord Farquaad is everything in this town perfect, quote unquote. And uh, eventually they get to this arena where he tells Farquaad to not get into his house, but he walks into some dudes like about to fight to the death. So it's like, okay, first one to kill the ogre instead of fighting to the death wins. And then Shrek, you know, being the gentleman he is, you know, using his words and a lot of fists and beer and a lot of other beer and then a lot of other resources, he kills everyone. It's a massacre. But, you know, the townsfolk there, they love partying. So, you know, they, they boost him. So he's like, okay, ogre, go get me this princess. Because, you know, Farquaad, he's kind of lonely. To interrupt you about the whole fighting scene. So during the whole fight, where they're trying to figure out the champion to rescue Princess Fiona from the, the dreaded castle of the dragon, Shrek goes in there WWE style. He stone cold slams someone. Un- uh, what's it called? Oh, oh god, he's climbing the ladder. 
RK out of nowhere. He came out of nowhere with a steel charger. So then Shrek becomes the champion. Or Firequad that makes his compromise thing. You you rescue Princess Fiona, the swamp's all yours. So then he and Donkey, well Shrek and Donkey, they go to where the castle is with the, the fortress. And, and during then, this, there's a you know they go to this tower, but before then we realize something, Justin. You know what we realize? What do we realize? We realize ogres are like onions. How they they have layers, but how they're just like onions. Not like a cake, though, because even though a cake has layers, a cake is not an ogre. Why specifically an onion? It's just ogres are like onions. So after that, after fucking around with onions for a bit, they go to the castle, and this castle looks kind of spooky. And so it was like, I, we gotta get in there. We gotta rescue Princess Fiona so we can get these damn minorities out of my swamp. Can I, can I say that, Justin? Do you think that's good? Do you think I'll run through corporate and I'll be a little fun be fine with that? Up yet again. We gotta build a wall around it, a ten-foot wall around it, so that the minorities doesn't get in, aka every single fairy tale creature. So they go into the castle, right? And then there's a dragon, and the dragon's like, "Whoa, I'm a dragon!" Like the female dragon. So you know what? Shrek goes for the princess after dodging a bunch of attacks, and then eventually Donkey's like, "Hey, how you doing, baby girl? Let me get in the DMs." And then you know they they they're, they're hitting it off, and uh, Donkey kind of gets sexually assaulted. But we're gonna skip past that. But what happens? It, that's not relevant in the movie. That's not relevant in this movie. So then, pretty much, what Donkey did was he wrote out his D twenty for a precision check. He tosses it, and he—it's a natural twenty. Because next thing you know, I got two eights. Next thing you know, <laughs> the dragon falls in love with the donkey. Now he's just over there having a good old time, distracting the dragon. Well, Shrek, <laughs> being sexually assaulted. Well, Shrek goes up the stairs and is like, are you, are you the princess? Let's go. And then he grabs the princess, goes down the stairs. You didn't kill the dragon? Well, of course not. <laughs> it was about to do this. So they're running for the dragon. Shrek does this amazing trap that pretty much the dragon can't escape the fortress. So next thing you know, they all run on the crickety bridge. They're in safety. Good question. Let's go see Lord Farquaad today, now. So after that, you know, they, they start having a feelings for each other during halfway through killing the other band of men that tried to fall in love with Fiona and uh, just terrorizing the forest populace. And then they realize, ha, the ogre has fallen in love with the princess. And then, you know, for, uh, Fiona, or not Fiona, Shrek misinterprets what Fiona said about Shrek. Because uh, she thought, or he thought she was talking about him when she was talking about herself. So he gets to Lord Farquaad, she gets taken away, and Shrek hits his swamp back. All ends well, right? But turns out, the entire time, Princess Fiona had this little curse of hers. It's just a tiny curse. That when the sun sets, she turns into an ogre. An ugly smelling ogre. That's saying that how can princess and ugly go together? She was talking about herself because she was in ogre form. Donkey knew that. Shrek, like, oh, I got you a flower. She's very, he's very nervous. Then he overhears, oh, I'm angry. Goes get dual, goes get Farquad, dust, and then they, they get married. He's like, objection. He's like, ah, the man has fallen to the man. <laughs> The man has <laughs> fallen into the river at Lego City. Hey, the, no, okay. Look, the player has fallen in love with the NPC. So then what actually happens is, Shrek goes in there, he goes, Objection! As I said about, about the kiss. Turns out, Shrek has been the entire time. He went for the kill. He went for the move. Then Farquaad says, Ha, look, the ugly ogres fell in love with the princess. Then a whole bunch of men come out of nowhere. Someone holds a sign saying, Applause. Laugh. Laugh. And so what happens and is the, the dragon comes out of nowhere. He yeah, the dragon that, that uh, donkey, you know, just persuaded. So the donkey and the dragon, they finally get to see each other again, and they body pretty much the entire rest of them, and then eventually Fiona and Shrek confess to love, and Fiona is permanently turned into an ogre because it is love's true form. But love's true form is debatable, right? So, it's Justin, do you think... Love's true form 
turns into whatever the lovers or her lovers form is that she wants or whoever okay let me rephrase that do you think this curse is takes the form of whatever her lover wants or whatever love's true form is so do you think it's predetermined or it's it's determined by the person that she loves i think it's determined by the person she loves so i don't think i I don't think that okay love's true form is just an ogre that's kind of doesn't make very, very yeah, much sense. Yeah, that's kind of suspicious. But what if the witch's curse was secretly, you know, she was an ogre as a child, and now she got turned pretty for a bit? What if it was just that type of curse that nobody knew because the witch just perished immediately after? You know, that could be a good idea. She could have been a human, but she could have been an ogre the entire time, but then became a human. You know, that would make for a good next movie, but I don't remember asking. This was only the first one. So what do, what do we think of Justin? What do you think of this movie? Uh, well, it's pretty outstanding meme-wise, but I would give it a 7 out of 10. It definitely, it's, once you watch it as an adult rather than a child, you see a lot of, there's a lot of plot points in there. There's a lot of potholes and nuances and very... And innuendos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You think it's compensating for something. When, when Tiny Lord Duloc, Lord Duloc, Tiny Lord Farquaad has got a giant castle about, like, maybe t- t- 20, like, not 20, so million tall. people. Yeah, many people. He's got like a big, big city that never gets mentioned ever again. Let's be honest here. Neither those gingerbread's legs. Oh yeah, the gingerbread. How did he get out of the trash can? How did he get his legs? Maybe the next gingerbread man was just a completely different because of the Muffin Man. The Muffin Man, man. the one that leaves our gingerbread land. How about you, my good sir? What do you rate one? Yeah, this good got good memes. The cinematography, or well, it's an animated film, but it, it's iffy. The it's a pretty standard for a fantasy plot, but its memes carry it to a seven, in my opinion. Maybe even like a a heavy six if I'm if I don't take into consideration the memes. Look at that. According to the IMDb scale for us, we call it a seven, maybe a six. Who knows? Find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. But. Internet, Ray just said, "Fuck this shit, I'm out." <laughs> it sounds like a Robotto type shit. I cannot believe it. I was screaming, bro. Yeah, I, 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 I cannot understand you. Come over here. I was, I was just going like, ah, oh, this shit bumping. Like I, I just heard like, so you, you know, CD tried like mix and master like some music, and he he do it in GarageBand, and it sounded awful. That's what it sounded like. I was just like, oh man, this is this is trash. <laughs> uh I we have to merge the episodes or merge the uh, the recording sessions, but I'm fine with that. So uh let's do a clap sync before I get back into the um we're gonna do clap sync and then three seconds followed in silence. And then I'm gonna back back to the question I asked, yeah. I sound good? That sounds good. Three, two, one. All right. Welcome back. I was I was I said three seconds followed in silence. Sorry. I'm so I, I Oh man, my boy Han Solo from five years ago. Actually Dom from Gears of War fucking died. Let's have three seconds of silence, then I'll cut back into the shits. So, Justin, do you think Leonidas was brave for standing up to those persons that were guaranteed to kill him? Do you think it was better for him to hold back and become a slave to the Persians and basically sit pretty for the rest of his life? Or do you think he was justified in standing up and dying for a cause he believed in? No, he was, it was justified. I'm pretty sure him, he as a person would not have been delighted to be the, a prisoner to his enemy. Yeah. That is fair. He would have became a prisoner to the Persians, but do you think it would be better than being dead at the very minimum? I would not think so, actually. Because if he is fighting for, like, literally, he is defending this this pathway from the invading forces. Why would he be like, yeah, you know, he, he obviously knew he had no chance after he saw people coming back at him. Mm. 
I think information. I think that's a uh, a pretty good estimation. Now, what would we give this battle rather Actually, than movie? Before we rate it, here is the actual facts. Lena's actions have been the subject of much discussion. As Kalmy stated that the Spartans were obeying the laws of Sparta and not retreating. It's also been proposed that failure to retreat from Demopoli gave rise to the notion that Spartans never retreated. It's also been suggested that Lena is recalling the words of the Oracle was committed to sacrificing his life in order to save Sparta. So if he decided mm. to retreat, he goes back. He would disobey Sparta. He, they, they, that would break the idea of Spartans. The whole idea of Spartans, they would, they would never retreat. The moment they retreat, their pride is gone. And that's the one important thing a man should have, is pride and dignity. He loses that, he keeps. He, he, he would rather, who will live in the life of regret? because they decided to surrender and try to live instead of fighting for his cause and seeing it, being seen as a hero for his people, despite losing. I believe that is pretty good. So what would we rate this out of 10? I would rate it a 6 out of 10. The film, you can't actually represent, capture what a battle happened that we've never ever been near to. But the emotion, the scenes, and also the almost, you know, the pretty accurate representations were, you know, are spot on. There's a pretty accurate representation. I was going to say the memes are a fire from this. To be Well, not fire, but uh, back in the day, they were literally the only memes you'd ever come across on the internet. And I got to say, from nostalgia, I hold that in my heart. I've also seen 30 Minutes of the Movie. It seemed to be well-made it had a bunch of cliches. It had not a bunch, but it had some cliches, but it seemed to be pretty well made. Who else but Zack Snyder? Yeah, so now comes to the talk about what becomes of this podcast, Justin. So we're going to continue this every now and then. We're going to go to like the movies every now and then, like maybe West Towns when it's like cheap as hell. We're going to do some more movies, or are we just going to cut this off? We used to do a movie podcast, but I was thinking we can evolve from a movie podcast to a chill podcast, doing you know whatever we really whatever want we to want. do that we can. Yo, do. can we can we do an episode on fucking JoJo's? If we want to, I'm down for that. I'll binge watch all okay. five parts. I will also find a way to binge watch all five parts. I you know what? Uh, we'll, we'll continue this. We'll continue the, uh, the podcast as a whole, even though it's not required for us in school. We will continue this in good faith. Kinnicky, Thank you for sticking with us, Ms. Kinnicky. We really appreciate the chance to be able to make a podcast for anything during school. It was practically our, our get out of jail free card because uh, we've known each other for a long time. And also, like, we've we've wanted to, like, I wouldn't say be in the spot, but we wanted to always entertain people. And you're the one person that we can entertain, even though this podcast was probably very botched and very not good. But we appreciate you got you for sticking around at the very minimum. And we will let you know the other if we make to make another podcast, we will let you know what that name is so that you can listen to our more boshness, see what happens in the future. Knowing uh, that you try, also, uh, can we have before we before we go and we finally sign off for the last time? I would like to say I'd recommend you at least trying to get like a see, see some students. Watch your students. If two of them seem to have like good spirits, good chemistry, try to get them to make up another podcast. Try, try to get them because th- this has been an experience. This has helped my editing for my YouTube videos and a bunch of other stuff. And I'd say I- I'm glad I got this opp- opportunity to uh, do this stuff. Even though my editing was bad, I, I, I chose to let's uh, because you I remember you did uh, talk about me during my, uh, my podcast saying that I don't edit as much as I should. I choose to leave some scenes in for comedy purposes. And I feel like my podcast shouldn't be all business because if a podcast is all business and you're coming to the end of the day to laugh with a business podcast instead of something that can be a little more lighthearted and make someone laugh, to make someone's day, I feel like the uh, the charm of a podcast is kind of lost. We may even let you play one of our episodes or two, get the gist or idea of what to do and what not to do. Oh, God, you said that To help you pave the way to make a better podcast so that you can, one, recommend me or Elliot, my good co-host. Actually, you know what? Use this episode. Show people how garbage podcast making can be. Just use our entire 
existence as a reason not to recommend Make a compilation of our worst things, what not to do. Make people strive for better. Make people say, that's a garbage podcast. We can do better. And that that's pretty much all we want to do. We want to inspire future generations. Of, of what not to do on a podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we, wanna, we just want to say thank you. And from the bottom of our hearts, since this is a Smartest Travel Filmcast, Episode three the final of Star mandatory Wars is time. The best episode. Don't at me, anyone, any Star Wars fan. Swear to God, if you say one. Oh right, uh, three, two, one. Hello, welcome back to Smart Fellow Filmcast. I am your host Justin Boyles. I'm your co-host Elliot Box. So today we're going to start off the bang. We're doing three hundred. Justin, give me some give me some facts about Three Hundred. So Three Hundred is a film that takes place. It kind of represents the Battle of Thermopylae that happened back in four hundred fifty AC, actually BC. To get the actual facts now, as William Jamie gets facts, uh, the start date of it was the four hundred four eighty BC. The Battle of Thermopylae was a was fought between an alliance of Greek city states led by King Leonidas I, Sparta. And the Achaemenid Empire Xerxes won over the course of three days during the second Persian invasion of Greece. Now, the actual 300, it was like, like I said, it was a reenactment. It was a showing of what kind of happened during the campaign that Leonidas was in during the events of the Battle of Thermopylae. The actual king, king of Sparta was Gerald Butler. And his, and his enemy, Xerxes, was Rodrigo Santoro. It would not give me the director. Now, we want to be very clear before we start. We get the get started to the meat of the podcast. Uh, Justin is uh, has not seen the movie, and I have seen about thirty minutes of the movie. I've not actually seen it fully because I had I was too busy, too lazy, and I just, just put it off for too long. And I was going to watch it, but I know the Battle of Thermopylae because I've, I've taken a lot of history classes. However, the directors are actually Zack Snyder and Noah Morrow. And this film... So... Yes. The King Leonidas was... Uh, I'm pretty sure he was just booling out, right? Like, the man was just in his, in his, in his game state. Like, he was just... He was just sitting there with, with, uh, with all of Sparta, just like vibing out and then all of a sudden there's a messenger right that's calling for his demise or was it calling for his uh his retreat or not retrieval what was it calling for there's a messenger that was sent from the persian king right to king leonidas in the movie and king leonidas was like no you can send them back and you can tell them to go f off and they're like no no then king leonidas I, I went, this is smart this. kicked him into the kicked him into the pit the in, in reenacting the famous meme the 09 meme that was uh, was remixed all hell on YouTube. Uh, please go look it up. And uh, it pretty much signified the uh, the start of 300. Now, 300 basic, I'm pretty sure it's just uh, like they had to stand into an army of over 100,000, right? Can you give me some facts about that? For what facts of what? Uh, give me the, some facts about the battle itself. Like, give me some numbers. Uh, right. So the combatants. Let's see how many. Okay, so the, the actual combatants of the people fighting the factions there were Sparta, the Persian Empire, the Achaemenid Empire, Phocis, and Thesipi. The dates of it hmm. actually were um, it was August 20th to September 8th to 10th, 480 BC. It was a Persian victory. So Xerxes the first actually won the battle, and as I'm yeah. pulling up the facts now on Wikipedia.com forward slash uh actually .org, I went to see the the, <laughs> the actual. So the, the so the changes of it the the stakes of it was control, territorial control. So after that, the Persians gained focus, Boeotia, Boeotia, and Attica. Wasn't it to uh, – it was to hold Sparta so they can get like a – so that they could conquer the Greeks. That was their main goal, right, during this battle. It was to get like a foothold in the start of it and then conquer the rest of Greece. And to get through that, they had to get through the Spartans that went on a suicide mission, right? As I'm looking – well, no. The actual was, – there was, there was a suicide mission. What happened with 300 was they got 
they got outflanked. As they were pushing forward against the, the 7,000 Greeks, they've actually... So there was... Sorry, here it is. So, a Greek force of approximately 7,000 men marched north to block the pass in the middle of 480 BC. Persian army, alleged by the Asian sources, have numbered one over, a mil- over 1 million, but they could, could have been much smaller. Right at the pass in late August or early September, the vastly armored Greeks held off the Persians for seven days including three of battle before the rear guard was mounted in one of history's most famous last stands. During two full days of battle, a small force led by the only road by which the massive per- Persian army could pass. After the second day, a local resident named Ephiliatus betrayed the Greeks by revealing a small path using by shepherds. It led the Persians behind the Greek lines. The Atlantis, aware of this force being outflanked, dismissed the bulk of the Greek army and remained to guard their retreat with 300 Spartans and 700 Thespians fighting to the death. That is, so mm-hmm. as to turn that up, someone betrayed Leonidas, and so he was kind of he was he was cornered. It was a big circle, and he was in the middle. He and his th- and along with him and three hundred men, well, three hundred men total, they tried to fight off as last stand against the Persian army, and well, ultimately failed due to numbers. So, how does this translate into the movie? Well, the movie, it just shows kind of like the the political viewpoint of it, but also the enactment of the final stand that Leonidas was giving off. The, the 300 signifies his actual group, Leonidas and his 299 Spartans that were defending the only road to Greece. So, past, past them, they would have conquered the city. They were the remaining forces besides, I mean, there's also the Greek, Greek army, but they're like, they were like, they're put, they were in, in, in the mid-ground. And as they're fighting, they pretty much, they blocked up the road to, to continue forward with, their, with the Persian invasion. So the 300 was his campaign to stop the Persians from taking over. Was King Leonidas captured or killed? I believe he was killed. However, I am looking at the facts now. Aftermath. They, they recovered. When the Persians recovered Leonidas' body, Xerxes, in, in a rage, ordered the body he decapitated and crucified. Hmm. Herodotus observes this way very uncommon for the Persians as they traditionally treated valiant warriors with great honor. Example of Pythias captured off Scythia. That's important. However, Xerxes was known for his, for his rage. Legend has it that he had the very water of the house upon whipped because it would not obey him. So instead of giving him the traditional death, Xerxes decides to be uh, be a cunt about it. He was very angry and he just straight up crucified crucified our boy. Now. Let's let's get into the discussion. And I think it's to these difficulties. Let me roll over to my big computer chair and see what happens to fix with our good friend. Hello, are you back? No, I must work even forward. Hello. He's gone. It's just me. Don't tell me that he left the podcast. He did not leave the podcast. He's still here. Ah, hold on. Folks, we did not realize that uh, a massive storm outside right now is taking over. We are being swept up. Oh, right. Uh, three, two, one. 
Hello, welcome back to Smart Fellow Filmcast. I am your host, Justin Boyles. I'm your co-host, Elliot Box. So today we're gonna start off the bang. We're doing 300. Justin, give me some give me some facts about 300. So 300 is a film that takes place. It kind of represents the Battle of Thermopylae that happened back in 450 AC, actually BC. To get the actual facts now, as well, Jamie gets facts. Uh, the start date of it was the 400. 480 BC. The Battle of Thermopylae was, a, was fought between an alliance of Greek city-states led by King Leonidas I, Sparta, and the Achaemenid Empire Xerxes won. Over the course of three days, during the second Persian invasion of Greece. Now, the actual 300, it was, like, like I said, it was a reenactment. It was a showing of what kind of happened during the campaign that Leonidas was in. During the events of the Battle of Thermopylae, the actual king, king of Sparta was Gerald Butler, and his, and his enemy, Xerxes, was Rodrigo Santoro. It would not give me the director. Now, we want to be very clear before we start, we get the, get started to the meat of the podcast. Uh, Justin is uh, has not seen the movie, and I have seen about 30 minutes of the movie. I've not actually seen it fully because I had I was too busy, too lazy, and I just, just put it off for too long. And I was going to watch it, but I know the Battle of Thermopylae because I've, I've taken a lot of history classes. However, the directors are actually Zack Snyder and Noah Morrow. And this film... So... Yes. The King Leonidas was... Uh, I'm pretty sure he was just booling out, right? Like, the man was just in his, in his, in his game state. Like, he was just... He was just sitting there with with, uh, with all of Sparta, just like vibing out. And then all of a sudden, there's a messenger, right, that's calling for his demise. Or was it calling for his uh his retreat? Or not retreat? What was it calling for? There was a messenger that was sent from the Persian king, right, to King Leonidas in the movie. And King Leonidas was like, "No, you can send them back, and you can tell them to go f off." And they're like, "No, no." Then King Leonidas, went, this is Sparta, kicked him into the kicked him into the pit. The in in reenacting the famous meme, the O nine meme that was uh was remixed all hell on YouTube. Uh, please go look it up, and uh, it pretty much signified the uh, the start of three hundred. Now three hundred basic, I'm pretty sure it's just uh like they had to stand into an army of over a hundred thousand, right? Can you give me some facts about that? For what facts of what? Uh, give me the, some facts about the battle itself. Like, give me some numbers. Uh, right. So the combatants. Let's see how many. Okay, so the, the actual combatants of the people fighting the factions. There was Sparta, the Persian Empire, the Achaemenid Empire, Phocis, and Thesipi. The dates of it hmm. actually were. Um, it was August 20th to September 8th through 10th, 408. 80 BC, it was a Persian victory. So Xerxes I actually won the battle. And as I'm yeah. pulling up the facts now on wikipedia.com forward slash uh, actually.org, I went to see the, the, <laughs> the actual. So the, the, so the changes of it, the, the stakes of it was control, territorial control. So after that, the Persians gained Phocis, Boeotia, Boeotia, and Attica. Wasn't it to? Uh, it was to hold Sparta so they can get like a so that they could conquer the Greeks. That was their main goal, right? During this battle, it was to get like a foothold in the start of it, and then conquer the rest of Greece. And to get through that, they had to get through the Spartans that went on a suicide mission, right? As I'm looking, well, no, the actual was there was there was a suicide mission. What happened with 300 was they got they got outflanked as they were pushing forward against the there were 7,000 Greeks. If actually, so there was, sorry, here it is. So a Greek force of approximately 7,000 men marched north to block the pass in the middle of 480 BC. Persian army. Alleged by the ancient sources, have numbered one over mil- over one million, but they could have been much smaller. Right at the past in late August or early September, the vastly outnumbered Greeks held off the Persians for seven days, including three of battle, before the rear guard was mounted in one of history's most famous last stands. During two full days of battle, the small force led by the 
only road by which the massive per- Persian army could pass. After the second day, a local resident named Ephiliatus betrayed the Greeks by revealing a small path using by shepherds. It led the Persians behind the Greek lines. The Atlantis, aware of his force being outflanked, dismissed the bulk of the Greek army and remained to guard their retreat with 300 Spartans and 700 Thespians, fighting to the death. That is, so mm-hmm. as to turn that up, someone betrayed Leonidas, and so he was kind of he was he was cornered. It was a big circle, and he was in the middle. He and his th- and along with him and three hundred men, well, three hundred men total, they tried to fight off as last stand against the Persian army, and well, ultimately failed due to numbers. So, how does this translate into the movie? Well, the movie, it just shows kind of like the the political viewpoint of it, but also the enactment of the final stand that Leonidas was giving off. The, the 300 signifies his actual group, Leonidas and his 299 Spartans that were defending the only road to Greece. So, past, past them, they would have conquered the city. They were... The remaining forces, besides, I mean, there's also the Greek, Greek army, but they're like, they were like, they're put, they were in, in, in the midground. And as they're fighting, they pretty much, they blocked up the road to, to continue forward with, their, with the Persian invasion. So the 300 was his campaign to stop the Persians from taking over. Was King Leonidas captured or killed? I believe he was killed. However, I am looking at the facts now. Aftermath. They, they recovered. When the Persians recovered Leonidas' body, Xerxes, in, in a rage, ordered the body he decapitated and crucified. Hmm. Herodotus observes this way very uncommon for the Persians as they traditionally treated valiant warriors with great honor. Example of Pythias captured off Scipio. That's important. However, Xerxes was known for his, for his rage. Legend has it that he had the very water of the house upon whipped because it would not obey him. So instead of giving him the traditional death, Xerxes decides to be uh, be a cunt about it. He was very angry and he just straight up crucified crucified our boy. Now. Let's let's get into the discussion. Technical to these difficulties. Let me roll over to my big computer chair and see what happens to fix with our good friend. Hello, are you back? No, I must work even forward. <laughs> Hello. He's gone. It's just me. Don't tell me that he left the podcast. He did not leave the podcast. He's still here. Ah, hold on. Folks, we did not realize that uh, a massive storm outside right now is taking over. We are being swept up. Oh, right. Uh, three, two, one. Hello. Welcome back to Smurf Fellow Filmcast. I am your host, Justin Boyles. I'm your co-host, Elliot Box. So today we're going to start off the bang. We're doing 300. Justin, give me some give me some facts about 300. So 300 is a film that takes place. It kind of represents the Battle of Thermopylae that happened back in 450 AC, actually BC. To get the actual facts now, as well, Jamie gets facts. Uh, the start date of it was the 400 480 BC. The Battle of Thermopylae was a was fought between an alliance of Greek city states led by King Leonidas I, Sparta and the Achaemenid Empire Xerxes won. Over the course of three days, during the second 
Persian invasion of Greece. Now, the actual 300, it was, like, like I said, it was a reenactment. It was a showing of what kind of happened during the campaign that Leonidas was in during the events of the Battle of Thermopylae. The actual king, king of Sparta was Gerald Butler. And his, and his enemy, Xerxes, was Rodrigo Santoro. It would not give me the director. Now, we want to be very clear before we start. We get the get started to the meat of the podcast. Uh, Justin is uh, has not seen the movie, and I have seen about thirty minutes of the movie. I've not actually seen it fully because I had I was too busy, too lazy, and I just put it off for too long. And I was going to watch it, but I know the Battle of Thermopylae because I've, I've taken a lot of history classes. However, the directors are actually Zack Snyder and Noah Morrow. And this film... So... Yes. The King Leonidas was... Uh, I'm pretty sure he was just booling out, right? Like, the man was just in his in his, in his game state. Like, he was just... He was just sitting there with, with, uh, with all of Sparta, just like vibing out and then all of a sudden there's a messenger right that's calling for his demise or was it calling for his uh his retreat or not retrieval what was it calling for there was a messenger that was sent from the persian king right to king leonidas in the movie and king leonidas was like no you can send them back and you can tell them to go f off and they're like no no then king leonidas I, I went, this is smart kicked him into the kicked him into the pit the in, in reenacting the famous meme the 09 meme that was uh, was remixed all hell on YouTube. Uh, please go look it up. And uh, it pretty much signified the uh, the start of 300. Now, 300 basic, I'm pretty sure it's just uh, like they had to stand into an army of over 100,000, right? Can you give me some facts about that? For what facts of what? Uh, give me the, some facts about the battle itself. Like, give me some numbers. Uh, right. So the combatants. Let's see how many... Okay, so the, the actual combatants of the people fighting the factions, there was Sparta, the Persian Empire, the Achaemenid Empire, Phocus, and Thesipi. The dates of it actually were... Um, it was August 20th to September 8th to 10th, 480 BC. It was a Persian victory. So Xerxes the first actually won the battle, and as I'm yeah. pulling up the facts now on Wikipedia.com forward slash uh actually .org, I went to see the the, the <laughs> actual. So the, the so the changes of it, the the stakes of it, was control, territorial control. So after that, the Persians gained focus, Boeotia, Boeotia, and Attica. Wasn't it to, uh, it was to hold Sparta so they can get like a, so that they could conquer the Greeks. That was their main goal, right, during this battle. It was to get like a foothold in the start of it and then conquer the rest of Greece. And to get through that, they had to get through the Spartans that went on a suicide mission, right? As I'm looking, well, no, the actual, was, there, was, there was a suicide mission. What happened with 300 was they got, they got outflanked. As they were pushing forward against the, there were 7,000 Greeks. If actually, so there was, sorry, here it is. So a Greek force of approximately 7,000 men marched north to block the pass in the middle of 480 BC. Persian army, alleged by the ancient sources, have numbered one over, mil, over 1 million, but they could, could have been much smaller. Right at the past in late August or early September, the vastly number of Greeks held off the Persians for seven days including three of battle before the rear guard was mounted in one of history's most famous last stands. During two full days of battle, the small force led by the only road by which the massive per- Persian army could pass. After the second day, a local resident named Ephiliatus betrayed the Greeks by revealing a small path used by shepherds. It led the Persians behind the Greek lines. The Atlantis, aware of his force being outflanked, dismissed the bulk of the Greek army and remained to guard their retreat with 300 Spartans and 700 Thespians fighting to the death. That is, so mm-hmm. as, to turn that up, someone betrayed Leonidas, and so he was kind of, he was, he was cornered. It was a big circle, and he was in the middle. He and his, and it, Along with him and 300 men, well, 300 men total, 
they try to fight off as last stand against the Persian army. And, well, ultimately failed. Do the numbers. So, how does this translate into the movie? Well, the movie, it just shows kind of like the the political viewpoint of it, but also the enactment of the final stand that Leonidas was giving off. The, the 300 signifies his actual group. Leonidas and his 299 Spartans that were defending the only road to Greece. So past, past them, they will conquer the city. They were the remaining forces besides, I mean, there's also the Greek, Greek army, but they're like, they were like, they're put, they were in, in, in the midground. And as they're fighting, they pretty much, they blocked up the road to, to continue forward with, their, with the Persian invasion. So the 300 was his campaign to stop the Persians from taking over. Was King Leonidas captured or killed? I believe he was killed. However, I am looking at the facts now. Aftermath. They, they recovered. When the Persians recovered Leonidas' body, Xerxes in, in a rage ordered the body he decapitated and crucified. Hmm. Herodotus observes this way very uncommon for the Persians as they traditionally treated valiant warriors with great honor. Example of Pythias captured off Scipio. That's important. However, Xerxes was known for his, for his rage. Legend has it that he had the very water of the house upon whipped because it would not obey him. So instead of giving him the traditional death, Xerxes decides to be uh, be a cunt about it. He was very angry, and he just straight up crucified crucified our boy. Now. Let's let's get into the discussion. And I think it's to these difficulties. Let me roll over to my big computer chair and see what happens to fix with our good friend. Hello, are you back? No, I must work even forward. <laughs> Hello. He's gone. It's just me. Don't tell me that he left the podcast. He did not leave the podcast. He's still here. Ah, hold on. Folks, we did not realize that uh, a massive storm outside right now is taking over. We are being swept up. Oh, right. Uh, three, two, one. Hello, welcome back to Smart Fellow Filmcast. I am your host, Justin Boyles. I'm your co host, Elliot Box. So today we're going to start off the bang. We're doing 300. Justin, give me some give me some facts about 300. So 300 is a film that takes place. It kind of represents the Battle of Thermopylae that happened back in 450 AC, actually BC. To get the actual facts now, as well, Jamie gets facts. Uh, the start date of it was the 400, 480 BC. The Battle of Thermopylae was a was fought between an alliance of Greek city states led by King Leonidas I, Sparta and the Achaemenid Empire Xerxes won over the course of three days during the second Persian invasion of Greece. Now, the actual 300, it was, like, like I said, it was a reenactment. It was a showing of what kind of happened during the campaign that Leonidas was in during the events of the Battle of Thermopylae. The actual King, King of Sparta was Gerald Butler, and his, and his enemy, Xerxes, was Rodrigo Santoro. It would not give me the director. Now, we want to be very clear before we start. We get the, get started to the meat of the podcast. Uh, Justin is uh, has not seen the movie, and I have seen about 30 minutes of the movie. 
I've not actually seen it fully because I had I was too busy, too lazy, and I just put it off for too long. And I was gonna watch it, but I know the Battle of Thermopylae because I've I've taken a lot of history classes. However, the directors are actually Zack Snyder and Noah Morrow. And this film. So yes, the King Leonidas was. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was just booling out, right? Like the man was just in his in his in his game state. Like he was just. He was just sitting there with with, uh, with all of Sparta, just like vibing out. And then all of a sudden, there's a messenger, right, that's calling for his demise. Or was it calling for his uh his retreat? Or not retreat? What was it calling for? There was a messenger that was sent from the Persian king, right, to King Leonidas in the movie. And King Leonidas was like, "No, you can send them back. And you can tell them to go f off." And they're like, "No, no." Then King Leonidas, I, I went, this is Sparta, kicked him into the kicked him into the pit. The in in reenacting the famous meme, the O nine meme that was uh was remixed all hell on YouTube. Uh, please go look it up, and uh, it pretty much signified the uh, the start of three hundred. Now three hundred basic, I'm pretty sure it's just uh like they had to stand into an army of over a hundred thousand, right? Can you give me some facts about that? For what facts of what? Uh, give me this, some facts about the battle itself. Like, give me some numbers. Uh, right. So the combatants. Let's see how many. Okay, so the, the actual combatants of the people fighting the factions. There was Sparta, the Persian Empire, the Achaemenid Empire, Phocis, and Thesipi. The dates of it hmm. actually were. Um, it was August 20th to September 8th to 10th, 480 BC. It was a Persian victory. So Xerxes I actually won the battle. And as I'm pulling up the facts now on wikipedia.com forward slash, actually .org, I went to see the the, the (laughs) actual. So the the changes of it, the, the stakes of it, was control, territorial control. So after that, the Persians gained Phocis, Boeotia, Boeotia, and Attica. Wasn't it to, uh, it was to hold Sparta so they can get like a, so that they could conquer the Greeks. That was their main goal, right, during this battle. It was to get like a foothold in the start of it and then conquer the rest of Greece. And to get through that, they had to get through the Spartans that went on a suicide mission, right? As I'm looking, well, no, the actual was there was there was a suicide mission. What happened with 300 was they got they got outflanked as they were pushing forward against the there were 7,000 Greeks. If actually, so there was, sorry, here it is. So a Greek force of approximately 7,000 men marched north to block the pass in the middle of 480 BC. Persian army. Alleged by the Asian sources, have numbered one over mil- over one million, but they could have been much smaller. Right at the past in late August or early September, the vastly outnumbered Greeks held off the Persians for seven days, including three of battle, before the rear guard was mounted in one of history's most famous last stands. During two full days of battle, the small force led by the only road by which the massive per- Persian army could pass. After the second day, a local resident named F. Ephiliatus betrayed the Greeks by revealing a small path using by shepherds. It led the Persians behind the Greek lines. The Atlantis, aware of his force being outflanked, dismissed the bulk of the Greek army and remained to guard their retreat with 300 Spartans and 700 Thespians fighting to the death. That is, so mm-hmm. as, to turn that up, someone betrayed Leonidas, and so he was kind of, he was, he was cornered. It was a big circle, and he was in the middle. He and his, th- and along with him and 300 men, well, 300 men total, they tried to fight off as last stand against the Persian army, and well, ultimately failed. Do the numbers. So, how does this translate into the movie? Well, the movie it just shows kind of like the. The political viewpoint of it, but also the enactment of the final stand that Leonidas was giving off. The, the 300 signifies his actual group, Leonidas and his 299 Spartans that were defending the only road to Greece. So past, past them, they would conquer the city. They were the remaining forces 
besides, I mean, there's obviously the Greek, Greek army, but they're like, they were like, they're put, they were in, in, in the mid-ground. And as they're fighting, they were pretty much, they blocked up the road to, act, to continue forward with their, with the Persian invasion. So the 300 was his campaign to stop the Persians from taking over. Was King Leonidas captured or killed? I believe he was killed. However, I am looking at the facts now. Aftermath. They, they recovered. When the Persians recovered Leonidas' body, Xerxes in, in a rage ordered the body he decapitated and crucified. Hmm. Herodotus observes this way very uncommon for the Persians as they traditionally treated valiant warriors with great honor. Example of Pythias captured off Scipio, that's important. However, Xerxes was known for his, for his rage. Legend has it that he had the very water of the house upon whipped because it would not obey him. So instead of giving him the traditional death, Xerxes decides to be, uh, be a cunt about it. He was very angry and he just straight up crucified, crucified our boy. Now, Let's let's get into the discussion. And as you technical to these difficulties, let me roll over to my big computer chair and see what happens to fix with our good friend. Hello, are you back? No, I must work even forward. <laughs> Hello. He's gone. It's just me. Don't tell me that he left the podcast. He did not leave the podcast. He's still here. Ah, hold on. folks we did not realize that uh a massive storm outside right now is taking over we are being swept up oh right uh three two one hello welcome back to smart fellow film cast i am your host justin boyles i'm your co-host elliot box so today we're gonna start off the bang we're doing 300 Justin, give me some give me some facts about Three Hundred. So Three Hundred is a film that takes place. It kind of represents the Battle of Thermopylae that happened back in four hundred fifty AC, actually BC. To get the actual facts now, as well, Jamie gets facts. Uh, the start date of it was the four hundred four eighty BC. The Battle of Thermopylae was a was fought between an alliance of Greek city states led by King Leonidas I, Sparta and the Achaemenid Empire Xerxes won over the course of three days during the second Persian invasion of Greece. Now, the actual 300, it was, like, like I said, it was a reenactment. It was a showing of what kind of happened during the campaign that Leonidas was in during the events of the Battle of Thermopylae. The actual king, king of Sparta was Gerald Butler. And his, and his enemy, Xerxes, was Rodrigo Santoro. It would not give me the director. Now, we want to be very clear before we start. We get the get started to the meat of the podcast. Uh, Justin is uh, has not seen the movie, and I have seen about thirty minutes of the movie. I've not actually seen it fully because I had I was too busy, too lazy, and I just put it off for too long. And I was going to watch it, but I know the Battle of Thermopylae because I've, I've taken a lot of history classes. However, the directors are actually Zack Snyder and Noah Morrow. And this film... So... Yes. The King Leonidas was... Uh, I'm pretty sure he was just booling out, right? Like, the man was just in his, in his, in his game state. Like, he was just... He was just sitting there with, with, uh, with all of Sparta, just like vibing out and then all of a sudden there's a messenger right that's calling for his demise or was it calling for his uh his retreat or not retrieval what was it calling for there was a messenger that was sent from the persian king right 
to King Leonidas in the movie. And King Leonidas was like, no, you can send them back and you can tell them to go F off. And they're like, no, no. Then King Leonidas, I, I going, this is Sparta, this. Kicked, him into the, kicked him into the pit. The, in, in reenacting the famous meme, the 09 meme that was, uh, was remixed all hell on YouTube. Uh, please go look it up. And uh, it pretty much signified the uh, the start of 300. Now, 300 basic, I'm pretty sure it's just uh, like they had to stand into an army of over 100,000, right? Can you give me some facts about that? Well, what facts of what? Uh, give me this, some facts about the battle itself. Like, give me some numbers. Uh, right. So the combatants. Let's see how many. Okay, so the, the actual combatants of the people fighting the factions. There was Sparta, the Persian Empire, the Achaemenid Empire, Phocis, and Thesipi. The dates of it mm. actually were um, it was August 20th to September 8th to 10th, 480 BC. It was a Persian victory. So mm. Xerxes I actually won the battle. And as I'm yeah. pulling up the facts now on wikipedia.com forward slash uh, actually .org I went to see the, the, mm-hmm. the actual so the, the, so the changes of it, the, the stakes of it was control territorial control so after that the Persians gained focus, Boeotia and Attica wasn't it to uh, it was to hold Sparta so they can get like a, so that they could conquer the Greeks. That was their main goal, right, during this battle. It was to get, like, a foothold in the start of it and then conquer the rest of Greece. And to get through that, they had to get through the Spartans that went on a suicide mission, right? As I'm looking... Well, no. The actual... was There was, there was no suicide mission. What happened with 300 was they got, they got outflanked. As they were pushing forward against the... There were 7,000 Greeks. They've actually... So there was... Sorry, here it is. So, a Greek force of approximately 7,000 men marched north to block the pass in the middle of 480 BC. Persian army, alleged by the ancient sources, have numbered one over, mil- over 1 million, but they could have been much smaller. Right at the pass in late August or early September, the vast number of Greeks held off the Persians for seven days between three of battle before the rear guard was mounted in one of history's most famous last stands. During two full days of battle, a small force led by the only road by which the massive per- Persian army could pass. After the second day, a local resident named Ephiliatus betrayed the Greeks by revealing a small path used by shepherds. It led the Persians behind the Greek lines. The Atlantis, aware of this force being outflanked, dismissed the bulk of the Greek army and remained to guard their retreat with 300 Spartans and 700 Thespians fighting to the death. That is so. As to turn that up, someone betrayed Leonidas, and so he was kind of he was he was cornered. It was a big circle, and he was in the middle. He and his and along with him and three hundred men, well, three hundred men total, they tried to fight off as last stand against the Persian army, and well, ultimately failed. Do the numbers. So, how does this translate into the movie? Well, the movie, it just shows kind of like the the political viewpoint of it, but also the enactment of the final stand that Leonidas was giving off. The, the 300 signifies his actual group, Leonidas and his 299 Spartans that were defending the only road to Greece. So, past, past them, they would have conquered the city. They were the remaining forces besides, I mean, there's also the Greek, Greek army, but they're like, they were like, they're put, they were in, in, in the mid-ground. And as they're fighting, they pretty much, they blocked up the road to, to continue forward with, their, with the Persian invasion. So the 300 was his campaign to stop the Persians from taking over. Was King Leonidas captured or killed? I believe he was killed. However, I am looking at the facts now. Aftermath. They, they recovered. When the Persians recovered Leonidas' body, Xerxes, in, in a rage, ordered the body he decapitated and crucified. 
Herodotus observes this way very uncommon for the Persians, as they traditionally treated valiant warriors with great honor. Example of Pythias, captured off Scipio, that's important. However, Xerxes was known for his, for his rage. Legend has it that he had the very water of the Hesapont whipped because it would not obey him. So instead of giving him the traditional debt, Xerxes decides to be, uh, be a cunt about it. He was very angry, and he just straight up crucified, crucified our boy. Now, Let's let's get into the discussion. And I think it's your technical to these difficulties. Let me roll over to my big computer chair and see what happens to fix with our good friend. Hello, are you back? No, I must work even forward. <laughs> Hello. He's gone. It's just me. Well, tell me that he left the podcast. He did not leave the podcast. He's still here. Ah, hold on. Folks, we did not realize that uh, a massive storm outside right now is taking over. We are being swept 